She's Tori. And he's Nick. And this is I Want to Rewatch. An X-Files adjacent podcast. Scooby-Doo, where are you? Episode 12. Scooby-Doo and a mummy, too. Ooh. In this episode, while helping out at the museum, the gang learns about Anka, a 3,000-year-old mummy. They also learn about the curse that Anka will come back to life and turn people to stone if he's removed from his tomb. When they leave to go get some sandwiches, Shaggy discovers he mistakenly took a coin from the museum. But when the gang get back, they find the professor has been turned to stone. (gasps) Could it be the mummy's curse? I mean, it sounds like the mummy's curse. I know. Yeah. Ticks all the boxes. He was removed from his tomb. Someone got turned to stone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And, you know, as I said in the last episode... I actually played a mummy in a children's That's theater right. production of I'm Sorry, the Bridge is Out. So I will have some very good insight into the mummy character. Okay, because- so you'll be able to do good mummy <laughs> noises in this episode. Because usually you <laughs> say you can't do voices, but I, I'm expecting some quality acting. In this episode. Well, you know, I was 12. It was a long time ago. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll see. I might ah, have to step in. We'll see. All right, we'll see. Anyway, so <laughs> its original air date was Saturday, November 29th, 1969. So we have our opening sequence, Scooby, Scooby, Doo, where are you? All that kind of stuff. And then we get to our episode title card, which again is the animation of them running under the title, Scooby, Doo, where are you in Scooby, Doo, and a mummy too. And then we see lots of huge, like educational buildings, right? They're kind of look fancy. They're actually at a university or a school. They keep saying school, but it's like a university. I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's not their high school. Cause that would be a crazy high school. Anyway, then we pan across to see the mystery machine parked outside a building designated the Department of Archaeology. And inside, the professor is telling the gang all about Anka, a 3,000-year-old mummy they've recently acquired thanks to the work of Dr. Najib, who is also there. And then Dr. Najib thanks the professor, like, presses all thanks, Dr. Najib. And Dr. Najib's all, you're welcome, professor. Thank you. <laughs> but then he says he just hopes the curse of Anka is not true. And Fred is like, what curse? And then Dr. Najib tells him that Anka swore that if he were ever removed from his tomb, he would return and turn those responsible to stone. Ooh. Ooh. And then Dr. Najib is like, oh, by the way, I got to go. See you later. And he's like, <laughs> I bid you all good night. So he's got a little fez because he's supposed to be like Egyptian or something. So, you know, the professor asks if the gang still want to stay and help him tonight. And Velma's like, it'll take more than some silly superstitious curse to scare us off. And then Shaggy asks the professor about this coin that's kind of just laying like in this open tray on top of a display case. He picks it up and is looking. He's like, what's with this crazy coin, professor? And the professor says it's part of an ancient mystery he hasn't been able to solve yet. And then Shaggy asks him if he can solve how he can get a sandwich because Shaggy is unsurprisingly starving. And Scooby also agrees that he is starving. Mm-hmm. And so the professor chuckles. He's, why don't you kids head into town and pick up some sandwiches? I'll pay. And Fred's like, that's a deal. So while they're gone, the professor is hanging out in his office, going through some books. And the clock on the wall says it's just after seven o'clock. So it's dark, but not like late, late. And then he hears this crashing sound. Like, it sounds like breaking glass. Then there's footsteps, and this large silhouette appears behind the window of his door. And the doorknob kind of jiggles, 
but the professor must have locked his door smart and so the silhouette just moves past but then the professor gets up and opens his door to see what's going on and there's this huge plate glass door that is shattered with the outline of a body as if someone had burst through into the room and the professor is like my word what could have done that and then he turns and is like oh no the mummy of anka is gone <gasps> oh no the curse yes. might be real it might be Uh-oh. except and this will come up later the glass from the broken door is actually on the inside of the room and not the outside of the room so it's like someone came in not went out so, mm, yeah, they don't hide that fact so if you're a smart kid and are watching this you'd be like hey <laughs> so, yeah so at the malt shop there are three hamburgers ready and three sandwiches coming up they're liverwurst a la mode which is like liverwurst with either a strawberry or cherry ice cream it's a very pink ice cream and mm-hmm. as the sandwich counter guy is like scooping the ice cream onto the sandwiches scooby puts his head under the scoop and catches one and he's like hey and <laughs> so then they go to pay for the sandwiches and the total is a buck 50 for six sandwiches which yeah 25 cents a pop yeah good must have been nice when the cost of living was not five billion dollars um, well i mean i think i think the minimum wage back then was like to something also so i mean it i know i'm it's but still, kind of it kind the ratio of, is not yeah no the ratio is not the <laughs> same at all like if it had gone if it was the same like minimum wage would be like 25 dollars an hour so it's you know. yeah we've had the same minimum wage since um the x-file started basically so oh, yeah anyway yeah. <laughs> the world is stupid <laughs> but um so shaggy pulls like a bill and a coin out of his pocket and hands it to the guy and the counter guy looks at the coin he's like what kind of weird 50 cent piece is this? And they realize the coin is actually from the museum. And Shaggy's like, oh no, I must've dropped it into my pocket by accident. So they take back the coin and Fred's like, well, we'll return it to the professor when we get back with these sandwiches. So they take the food and leave. It doesn't look like they actually pay the guy. the 50 No, cents they don't. Like he gets like, yeah, he, does, he doesn't get paid for like a third of those sandwiches. So yeah. yeah. No, it's so funny. Like, so after they leave, the counter guy is just like kind of annoyed. And he's then he's like, liverwurst and ice cream. What will they think of next? So, yeah, because his face looks like, hey, you you left and you didn't finish paying me for these sandwiches. Yeah. But then he's like, he's really confused. Yeah. And it's like, right, Shaggy, by accident. Uh huh. Well, you know, he's always a little stoned. He probably wasn't thinking and shoved it in his pocket. Yeah. yeah. Also, three burgers and three liverwurst a la mode sandwiches. Assuming they got something for the professor, which would be six sandwiches, right? Who's the third liverwurst all the mode for? Uh let's see, Shaggy, Scooby. I'm gonna go with Velma, maybe seems like an adventurous. No, because she kind of yucks when they do their weird stuff. Did they just get it for the maybe Shaggy got it for the professor and the professor would be like, No, I don't want this, and that way Shaggy could eat it. Oh yeah, you know what? That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Also, mm, yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and by the way, the counter guy is, is voiced by the same guy as Shaggy. Yeah, Casey Kasem. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you can yeah, totally you can tell. Totally he, he's doing tell. a slightly different voice, but it's he does. But yeah, it's still yeah. creeps through. You can still tell it's him. Yeah. <laughs> so back at the Department of Archaeology, which I have to admit keeps throwing me because they spell it without the second A, and so it's just A R C E O L O G Y, which is kind of like looks weird to me, but that is the way to spell it. Anyway, the gang announces their arrival. And they enter the professor's office and he's sitting at his desk looking at a book. And Fred is like, professor, why are you sitting in the dark? And Velma's like, I'll get the light. So she goes over and apparently he only has a light like on his desk. They don't have like a light switch at the door. So she walks over to his desk 
clicks the light, and then she's like, ah, because he's been turned to stone. 14 karat stone, according to Shaggy. <laughs> and Velma says, only one person could have done this. And then everyone's like, the mommy. So, yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. So then they head to the mummy case, and Fred is like, Velma's right. The mummy is gone. And then Shaggy sees all the broken glass and says, the mummy busted through there and left. But then Velma is like, wait a minute. If the mummy broke through that glass to escape, why is all the broken glass on the inside? And Fred is like, Velma's right again. Because, I mean, Velma's right a lot, honestly. But, you know. And he's like, there's something strange going on here. And Daphne says, it looks like they found themselves another mystery. And Fred says, well, we're going to solve it. The first thing we have to do is split up and search the school for clues. And Shaggy's like, what kind of clues? And Fred's like, the mummy, what else? What else look for? Shaggy, come on. Fred actually sounds kind of annoyed at that point. It's kind of funny. It's just like, <laughs> well, obviously the mummy. It's like, well, mm. <laughs> I mean, obviously the mummy would be big, but like maybe there are other clues. I don't know. Maybe. Mummy yeah. tracks, you know. So Velma is sneaking through a hallway, but behind her there's a noise, almost like someone in a suit of armor. <gasps> So she turns and she says, they're never going to find the mummy if they insist on making so much noise. And we see that Shaggy and Scooby are wearing pots for helmets. And Shaggy is actually carrying a trash can lid as a shield and a broom, I guess, like as a weapon. Yeah. It doesn't seem like that would make all the noise they're making, but. Yeah. And so Shaggy says, making noise is the idea. And Velma's like, no, no, put that stuff away and come on. And Shaggy's like, you're a spoil sport. <laughs> She's got her hands on her hips and everything when she says it too, like, hmm. Yeah. And so Velma walks away and he opens the janitorial closet to like put away the gear. And as he goes to put away the broom, someone reaches out and takes the broom. And he's like, oh, thanks. But then he realizes it's the mummy. <gasps> and the mummy holds the broom and he makes mummy noises like, wah, wah. <laughs> See, I can feel it. Hey. I connected deeply with the character, okay? Okay. <laughs> and Shaggy slams the door shut. And then the mummy's fist bursts through, and so Shaggy and Scooby, like, run for it. And Velma turns, and she's like, you found the mummy. And Shaggy's like, yep, it's locked in the closet. And then they run, and Velma just kind of stands there. So Shaggy reaches back and grabs her, and they keep running. And the mummy smashes down the door and then, you know, follows them, making more mummy noise. M- more mummy noise is like what? <laughs> That's more like a, a angry cat. Actually, I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Ooh, that was good. That was good. That was good. All right. So you need you need a little coaching. We're, we're good. All right. There we go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, just some good direction is all it takes. Yeah, that's all. It's all it ever takes, right? We have a commercial, and then we come back, and they're in the Egyptian room, and the mummy is right behind them. So Velma suggests they hide. So the mummy enters the room and he looks around and we see a display of Egyptian soldiers and then a display labeled Anthony and Cleopatra and Shaggy is disguised as Mark Anthony and he's got like a cloak and a helmet and a sword and then Velma is like reclining on a Roman couch and she's like wrapped in a blanket or a cloak and she's got like this tiara crown thing. It's got like a huge feather that's curling down in the front. Unfortunately, the feather keeps tickling her nose. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to end well. And then there's a tinkling sound and the mummy turns and we see this display of three large lidded vases. And one of the lids is kind of like shaking. That was what was making the little tinkling noise. So the mummy approaches and lifts the lid of one of them. And it's empty. And then on the far side, so like if we're going to count them like one, two, three. So the mummy lifts number one. And then number three, Scooby pops his head out and looks around and then goes back in. 
So then the mummy goes over to number three and lifts the lid, but it's also empty. And the Scooby's head pops out of number one. So kind of playing like a little three vase Monty here a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then the mummy just walks over to the middle one and just smashes it with its fists. And it shatters into pieces and Scooby is standing there and the mummy's about to grab him. But then Velma's feather gets the better of her and she sneezes. Mm. So the mummy turns and then Scooby like reassembles all the pieces of the vase around him, like to build the vase back up. But he keeps shaking. And so it falls back apart. And then they all run as the mummy plods after him. He's kind of got that mummy walks. He's not really running. He's kind of like, but when they get to the door, it's locked. And the mummy has them trapped. So Velma kind of like, <laughs> she flicks her hand at him and is all, shoo, shoo, go away. <laughs> this surprisingly does not work. And the mummy's like, coin, coin. And Velma's like, coin. And so Shaggy offers him a quarter, which, I mean, would buy like a burger or sandwich down at the malt shop. But then Velma says she bet he means the old Egyptian coin that Shaggy has. And then the mummy like <laughs> nods, like, yeah, that's what I want. And Velma's like, don't give it to him, Shaggy. And the mummy does not like that at all. He's like, <laughs> like pumps his fists. So, oh, yeah, scene's so funny. However, this is also the scene where I realized the laugh track is back. I know it was earlier, but like it didn't seem as intrusive. Whereas, like, when they're doing the vase thing, like mm-hmm. it's really loud. And I was like, wait, was the laugh track even in the last episode? Yeah, it's been in all of them. Oh, okay. I think sometimes yeah. I kind of tune it out because I'm used to watching sitcoms like I grew yeah. up on. It them. did seem more noticeable in this one. Like when the dudes all like liverwurst and ice cream, what do they think of next? And the laugh track is just like, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So, so maybe yeah. they turned it up a little for this episode because I think usually I just kind of auto tune it out because I grew up watching sitcoms with laugh tracks. I'm used to doing that. But yeah, There's a very like- interesting story about laugh tracks on. Is it on Decoder Ring, a Slate podcast? It was one I've listened to recently. They talk about the whole history of laugh tracks. That's yeah. pretty interesting. It's and fascinating. How they're, not, they're, they're not just like you would think. They're, they're not just like a tape. They're right. actually like design. They're like layers and layers of sound and that kind of stuff. And then eventually it became almost like a keyboard where you would like be playing laughs. And so like it was always different. It was very interesting. Yeah, it's a fascinating thing. I am glad that we've kind of moved away from it because I do find it like it just depends but there was definitely an era of like sitcoms where this was just that was the thing and it just was in every single sitcom and mm-hmm. it was how it went so anyway this episode is very noticeable <laughs> no it is yeah and not in a good way but that's okay i mean it ended up in my notes so it was obviously noticeable because i noticed it too yeah usually i don't mention it in, but like this time i definitely mentioned it in the notes yeah i so. think usually it just kind of hangs out in the background doesn't really but this time it really hit me hit you it hit oh. me hard. I was like, oh, man, that is some laugh this is track funny. action. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not what I think when I hear the laugh track. When I think when I hear a laugh track that's that aggressive, I think this is not that funny, but they're really trying to sell that it is. Mm. Which isn't always true, but like, you know, just it, sometimes it feels like trying too hard a little bit. So Shaggy asks Scooby to do something and Scooby whimpers. And he's like, not even for a Scooby snack. And he produces a whole box of Scooby snacks. And Scooby's like, okay. And he grabs the box and he dumps the entire box into his (laughs) mouth. And, you know, Shaggy's like the whole box. I'm like, why did you give him the box, Shaggy? What did you think was going to happen? Well, he didn't really give him the box. Scooby grabbed it. So true, but still. Anyway. Scooby is up in the ante this episode. Yeah. And this time, apparently the Scooby snacks get him motivated because then he goes up on two legs and he gets into a boxing stance and the mummy's confused. He's kind of like, like, what are you doing? And so Scooby does some dodges and fakes and then he slams his fist into the mummy's torso. 
but I don't know. The mummy's not really made of stone, but he kind of acts like he is because it doesn't really phase him. And mm-hmm. Scooby's wrist turns all accordion style, you know. So then he like runs off and then he comes back in a karate uniform and he does a bunch of karate chops and that doesn't really work. So then he exits stage left again and he comes back with like a straw hat and a cane and he does a little dance right past the mummy and uh, dances away. Out the door. Yeah. <laughs> and Velma's like, how do you like that? He danced out and deserted us. And Shaggy agrees, but he's like, but you have to admit he wasn't bad. <laughs> he's a good dancer. He's a good dancer. Yeah. <laughs> so the mummy like, you know, starts doing that slow mummy walk towards Shaggy and Velma with his arms out. And he continues going like, coin coin which you know i mean it's good that he speaks english i guess all those years in museums and velma says oh man we're gonna have to give him the coin after all <gasps> no i know i mean i guess if your alternative is to be turned to stone or give him the coin he might be like mm. yeah but i feel mm-hmm. like if you give him the Maybe. coin he's just gonna turn you to stone anyway so that's that's the downside you don't really know if he's just gonna leave right yeah you never know but then scooby reappears and he sneaks up behind the mummy he's got like a hammer in his mouth and he sneaks up and he nails the mummy's trailing bandages to the floor. So the mummy's trapped. He's like, he can't get free. And Velma's like, she knew Scooby wouldn't let them down. And then the mummy's struggling. And so they head off to find Freddie and Daphne and tell them they caught the mummy. But once they're gone, we see the mummy kind of like just he tears free of the bandages. So there's mm-hmm. just a chunk of bandage still nailed to the floor where Scooby nailed them down. Yeah. And Fred and Daphne are outside and Fred has a flashlight and they're looking around and then Fred spots something and their footprints. And then somehow he's shining the light on the footprints from a distance and we see the footprints, but then also we see Fred's feet in the spotlight of the flashlight. And he's like, wow, those are big. And I mean, they are, but also his legs are there, which is weird. Anyway, Daphne says they must be the mummy's footprints. So they follow the footprints to a construction area where Fred says they're building an addition to the gym. So they're doing some construction on campus. And then Daphne sees something and Fred shines his light and it's a car. And she's like, isn't that Dr. Najib's car? Uh-oh. And so Fred's like, I thought he left hours ago. So they go over and Fred's like, Dr. Najib. And then he knocks on Dr. Najib's head, <laughs> as you do when you're talking to someone. And he's like, he's been turned to stone. And Daphne's like, poor Dr. Najib. He must have met the mummy before he left. And Fred is like, I wonder if Shaggy and Velma have met him yet, which is a weird thing to say that particular way, Fred. Mm. Yeah, just the <laughs> way he says it's weird. like, like, I wonder if they've been turned to stone yet. Like, he's hopeful. I don't know. It's strange. <laughs> but anyway, it's commercial. Yep. And then we see that Shaggy and Velma and Scooby haven't found Fred and Daphne, but they have doubled back to the Egyptian room and discovered that the mummy has escaped, you know, which isn't that surprising because Nails on a piece of fabric like obviously it's not gonna hold yeah and velma reaches down and she pulls the bandage from what's nailed to the floor and she's like hmm this doesn't really feel like a three thousand year old bandage which you know i mean i don't know how she knows that but maybe she spends i mean they're hanging out in the archaeology department maybe they do spend a lot of time around ancient bandages yeah well i mean also they usually put like you know resin and stuff on those bandages so i would imagine True. they put they feel kind of funky yeah. But anyway, she suggests that they head to the school's lab to test it. Yeah. So inside the lab, Velma has some chemicals boiling over a Bunsen burner. And she says this test will tell them how old the bandage really is. And Shaggy tells her to hurry because uh, 
this place is creeping him out, which is funny because in the last episode he was like playing mad scientist in a lab. So yeah, um, but the school laboratory is creepy. Well, um, so, I, I guess the threat of the mummy is scarier to him than the threat of like Dracula and Wolfman. <laughs> and Frankenstein's monster. And Frankenstein's monster. All four universal monsters, by the way. We didn't really <laughs> talk about that in the last episode, but yeah. So Velma's looking for the potassium disulfate and someone hands her a test tube. And she says, thanks. But then she realizes it was the mummy who hands her the test tube. And she kind of like turns away. And then she's like, oh, no, I wish I didn't just see what I think I saw. And of course, you know, the mummy's right there. And so he demands the coin and Shaggy freaks out. And so Velma pours the contents of two other test tubes into her mixture, which creates a smoke screen and they run. Yeah. And potassium disulfate is actually a real thing. It's actually known as potassium pyrosulfate, probably because to keep it from being confused with potassium bisulfate, because those names are really similar. So I can mm-hmm. see that. Because when I was trying to look up disulfate, everything kept coming up was bisulfate. But then I dug a little deeper. Anyway, it is derived from potassium bisulfate, though, because if you have two molecules of potassium bisulfate, which is KHSO4, that turns into one molecule of potassium pyrosulfate, which is K2S2O7, and then a molecule of H2O water. And apparently it's used in analytical chemistry. You fuse samples with potassium pyrosulfate or a mixture of potassium pyrosulfate and potassium fluoride, and it ensures complete dissolution prior to quantitative analysis. So Velma was kind of on the right track. It seems like it's usually used to like determine like quartz and clay and some other stuff so maybe not like to date ancient bandages but not too shabby similar use yeah good job scooby-doo writers yay (laughs) so outside the room shaggy's holding the door shut and velma's behind him And we hear the mummy is making noises and, you know, things are being smashed in the room. And Fred and Daphne appear and ask what's going on. And Velma says they have the mummy trapped inside the room. So Fred says groovy, but where's Scooby? And Shaggy's like, oh, no, he must be trapped inside, too, with the mummy. So he opens the door and inside the lab is trashed. But there's no mummy and there's no Scooby. (gasps) And the back window is open. And Daphne says, oh, no, that creep must have Scooby. And Fred agrees and says they better find him before he ends up like the professor and Dr. Najib. And Shaggy and Velma are like, Dr. Najib? And Daphne says, yeah, they found him solid as a rock. And Shaggy looks distraught and he's like, oh, no, poor Scoob. Yeah, he looks sad. Yeah, well, I would be scared, too, if someone had one of my cats and they turned things to stone. I'd be like, oh, no let's that's yeah. not good especially if it's like king Midas and you're just like trying to like bop its nose and actually turn to stone and you're like oh man <laughs> anyway so outside near the construction site they find scooby and he's turned to stone no! and shaggy falls to his knees and he wraps his arms around this scooby statue and is crying and then meanwhile near a shed there's some like digging noises and then scooby's head pops up out of the ground apparently he was in the shed and dug out and then Shaggy is like, look, Scoob, you've been turned to stone. And he's crying. And then Scooby starts to tear up and he goes over and he's hugging the stone and crying. And then Shaggy is like, wait a minute, Scooby, you're all right. And Scooby's like, Rah! and then he licks his face and it's oh yeah, they're all happy. Yeah, sweet. 
Yeah. And then Daphne's like, I don't get it. And Velma says she doesn't get a lot of things either. Like, why is the mummy after that goofy old coin? Velma's like throwing some like design criticism at the coin, apparently calling it a goofy old coin, not like some ancient artifact. Anyway, so Fred says they should go back to the professor's office and look around to see if they can find any answers there. Because apparently, I guess they didn't like do any clue searching when they were there before. So they did just run out to look for the mummy, I guess, because Velma was like, it was the mummy. So, yeah, exactly. So inside, Velma's going through a book that is apparently the professor's research. And it says that not only was Anka the most feared ruler of ancient Egypt, but he was also the richest. And Shaggy makes a joke about it being a real riches to rag story. But I'm well, Velma was funny. (laughs) And Velma shows them a picture of a statue of an anthropomorphic hippopotamus and says she thinks she's figured it out. On the belly of a statue, there are several hieroglyphs and one of them matches the coin. (gasps) <gasps> so apparently the professor is as good at solving mysteries as like the police because he like wrote the book that solves a mystery but then he couldn't solve the mystery good job professor well to be fair sometimes if you write a book and a few years go by you may remember absolutely nothing about the content <laughs> so it's entirely fair that maybe he just like forgot about his own research and can't match the coin and one day he'll wake up at like four in the morning and go <gasps> uh, yeah. yeah i guess maybe that was maybe he wrote that book before the coin came into his awareness possibly so yeah anyway and he was like oh and maybe he's absent a lot, a lot of professors are absent-minded apparently so well, they got a lot on their minds they don't have time to yeah. think about other stuff you know yeah they're always like dodging mummies and knights in armor and yeah it's a yeah. dangerous profession yeah so then there's a huge crash and the mummies burst through the door of the office and he can also run now so he's not messing around with a little foot draggy action he's like running and but he doesn't really that great because when he chases him, he smacks into the desk and like, oh, and then the gang escapes. And then Daphne says, Whew, we'll be safe on the second floor. So apparently they ran up some stairs, but she's wrong because the mummy also shows up. And so they run into the wood shop, but the wood shop is a dead end and the mummy is at the door and he's not happy. So Fred tells Daphne to turn off the lights and they'll lose him in the dark which I'm not sure is the greatest plan, but I mean, it's better than nothing, I guess. You know, what do you got going for you? So Daphne reaches over to the set of levers and she pulls one that's labeled saw instead of the one labeled lights or the one labeled power, which probably would have done the same thing as kill lights. Anyway, Velma's like, oh no, danger prone Daphne turns on the power saw. And then this handheld circular saw starts like sawing through the table and then goes up a wall and then across the ceiling and then down a wall. And then ends up circling the gang and cuts through the floor and sends them down to what must be the first floor where there is apparently a pool and they land on the diving board and then bounce and then are floating in the pool on the section of the floor. I don't know why Daphne couldn't have just turned off the switch. She turned on the wrong one. Like, (laughs) yeah, especially because, yeah, they're, they're all up. So somehow the saw is like powered backwards. We're turning it down. Like turn. Well, but on she could saw. just yeah, she could just flip it back. But instead, like then we see her standing with yeah. hand going, oh and no! Also, it's just a handheld saw that's plugged into the wall. It's like why does it need its own lever to like? Yeah, it's. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. it's weird. Overthinking it because it's just a cartoon, <laughs> right? So then the mummy throws the saw down through the floor into the pool because he's trying to electrocute them. Yeah, it's I guess. got a really long cord too. It's got a super <laughs> long cord. But somehow, like, they managed to paddle their wooden thing without getting electrocuted while the saw chases them through the water. And mm-hmm. 
Then they manage to get to the diving board just in time as the saw catches up to them and it saws through the floor that they were using as a raft and it smashes into the side of the pool and then it just like gets destroyed and then smokes as it sinks into the water. So yeah, lucky, I guess. So then outside the pool, the gang are all slumped on benches and they're dripping wet and Daphne's like, well, at least we managed to lose the mummy. And Shaggy agrees and he sits on another bench and he's like, my feet are tired. And he looks down, he's like, oh, one, two, three, four of them. But then the mummy makes noises again and Shaggy realizes he's sitting in the mummy's lap. So the mummy like does that thing where he reaches for him, but you know, he gets out of the way just in time so the mm-hmm. mummy can't grab him. And he and Scooby run pursued by mummy. Yeah, and mummy would do better just maybe not talk sometimes because I think you'd probably catch people better if he didn't always like, ah, before he like tries <laughs> to grab him. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's commercial, and then we see Shaggy and Scooby. They're outside, but they're still running, and they're still being pursued by the mummy, who again can actually run now. So, and then they trip and fall inside this like covered scaffolded work area kind of thing. It's like they're still outside, but they're also like not outside. It's kind of strange. And Shaggy sees a bag of quick dry mold cement, and then he sees a spray mold that's shaped like a person. And he wonders if that's how the mummy is making statues of people. But then the mummy appears, so they can't really think about it too much. And he and Scooby have to run, and they hide in the shed. And then inside the shed, Shaggy is standing against the door, like, trying to hold it shut. But then he's also listening, and he says, I don't hear him anywhere. I think we might have lost him. And Scooby's like, whew. But then Shaggy peeks outside, and the mummy is actually, like, doing brickwork. He's, like, bricking up the doorway to the shed, just, like, laying bricks, clapping down the mortar, laying some bricks. And Shaggy's like, oh, the mummy's trying to seal us in. But then he hasn't closed the door yet. So the mummy like sticks his hand in. And it's like a coin, coin. And from outside, we see the mummy's like, ah, and he pulls his hand back. But he's got a mouse strap attached to it. And he's all rawr. And <laughs> yeah. And then inside, Shaggy's like, Scooby shouldn't have done that. Scooby's laughing. And he's like, shouldn't have done that. It's going to make it matter. So then they hear grunting across the shed. And Shaggy looks terrified. But then the rope loosens from this like sack of something that's squirming and it reveals that it's the professor and he's been bound and gagged inside this bag. And so Shaggy goes over and removes the gag and he asks if the professor's all right. And he says, yes. And Shaggy's like, great. And he puts the gag back on him. He's like, we'll be back for you. I don't know. He puts the gag back on him. <laughs> but then Scooby is like in the grass bag of this like lawnmower that's in the shed and Shaggy's standing behind it, holding the handles. He's like, okay, start it up. We're going to go out the back way. So Scooby pulls the cord and the lawnmower peels out and it bursts through the back of the shed. And then the lawnmower is like running around the area and like Shaggy's running frantically trying to like avoid being dragged behind it because he's holding onto the handles and the mummy's chasing them as well. So Shaggy tells Scooby to cut the switch. This wouldn't be the best idea if the mummy's chasing you, but... Right. And then Fred, Daphne, and Velma are standing outside the gym, and Daphne asks what they're going to do with that power mower. And Shaggy's still running and shouting for Scooby to turn it off, and Scooby's like, wee, because, you know, it's kind of fun. And Mummy's still chasing them, but then it decides to go after Fred, Daphne, and Velma. So the three of them duck into the gym, and then Fred uses his baseball bat to, like, jam the doorknob to keep the mummy from breaking down the door or you know hopefully yeah and the mummy's pounding on the door from outside and then the lawnmower crashes in and it crashes into the mummy and the door so it like breaks down the door so it mows down the mummy breaks down the door and inside shaggy's on the floor and he's like what happened and film was like you let the mummy in 
And Fred's like, yeah, Scooby's with him. And we can see both Scooby and the mummy are on the mower and it's like roaring around the gym. And the mummy raises his fist and looks like he's about to pound Scooby. But then they crash into a pummel horse, which sends Scooby and the mummy flying. And they land on a trampoline and they bounce several times. And of course, you know, as they bounce up and down, the mummy like reaches out, tries to grab Scooby, but he keeps missing. And finally, Scooby grabs a pair of gymnastic rings so like he can hold on and stay up. And when the mummy bounces up again, Scooby kicks him and the mummy goes flying and he hits a backboard and lands slumped in a basketball net. <gasps> Whoa. Good, Good job, Scooby. Yeah. yeah. So then Fred climbs a ladder and he pulls away the bandages to reveal Dr. Najib. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I'm totally then, shocked. Shocked. And then later, the professor is telling them that Dr. Najib knew the secret of the So basically, everyone knows the secret of the coin except for the professor who's been trying to figure it out. Dr. Najib knew it. And so after they left, he broke in to steal it. But when the professor surprised him, Dr. Najib had no choice but to tie him up in the shed. I mean, could have killed him, so you should be happy, Professor. Anyway, then Daphne says when he couldn't find the coin, he must have figured that one of them had it. And then Vilma says he devised that whole mummy plan just to scare them into giving him the coin. <laughs> but Fred says they wouldn't give it to him. And then they figured out the secret. Fred kind of like conflating things a little bit here. Vilma figured it out, but anyway. And then he says the coin fits into the design carved on a statue. And then he just walks over and apparently the statue is like a slot machine or something. He like slides a coin into a slot in the back of the statue. And then his mouth opens. Whoa, and it's a treasure. And Shaggy is like, wow, a secret compartment with a glass beetle inside. And the professor says, it's not exactly a glass beetle. It's Anka's most valuable treasure. A diamond scarab worth a fortune. <gasps> Actually, it's like a diamond turtle, honestly. Um, yeah. Yeah, Actually, but. I have a tattoo of an onk with a scarab in like the circle of the onk on oh. my shoulder. Yeah, I was a goth kid. I was going to say, so. yeah. Someone <laughs> was reading the Sandman. Mm-hmm. What's funny is that like, well, and it, it was like I had this necklace that I got on Hot Topic that is a tattoo of the necklace, basically. But sometimes I forget it's there and I see like the beetle on my back and I freak out and I think it's a spider. And then I remember that I have a tattoo on my shoulder. So it's super oh. fun. <laughs> It's good times. Good times. <laughs> yeah. I forget all the time because I never see it, you know. <laughs> anyway, it's back there. So Daphne proclaims that that must have been what Dr. Najib was after. <laughs> Nick's notes are like, no shit, Daphne. Uh, but like, I mean, yeah, come on, girl. And they just come explained on. it. She's like, that must have been what he was after. <laughs> yeah. You think? We love her anyway, but she's not always on top of things. To be fair, neither am I. Sometimes I'll be like super oblivious. So, you know, hey. And Velma's like, but that doesn't explain what happened to the real mummy. And then we hear mummy noises and we see a mummy sitting with its arms folded across his chest. And it's like next to a papyrus plant. And Shaggy's like, oh, no, it's the mummy. But then Scooby pops out from behind the papyrus plants and we realize he's the one making the mummy noises and he laughs because he tricked them. Oh, Scooby. And so Fred puts his arm across the shoulder of the professor and Daphne and says, well, gang, I guess that wraps up the mystery and the mummy too. And then we cut to Scooby and he's chilling with his arm around the mummy and he's like, Ruby, Ruby, Yep, And, <laughs> and that's, that's the, the end. Credit. Yep. 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 Professor is super happy that he has his diamond 
turtle basically yeah well i mean it's probably like yeah. a huge find right like yeah he's also in that scene where fred puts his arms around him and daphne it kind of like the professor is looking at daphne and then daphne's kind of looks like she's looking at the professor and like she's flooding her eyelashes and i'm wondering <laughs> if the professor's like hey look i got jewels and we know daphne's like oh ooh, jewels so I wonder, yeah who knows what's going on there i mean that's why fred had to get between them it's like hey everybody solve the mystery guys <laughs> <laughs> off my girlfriend professor anyway yeah who knows yeah, maybe. Yep. I like, to, I like to add backstory to a lot of these cartoons. <laughs> you know, make it more interesting. So, but yeah, that's it. That's it. That is Scooby-Doo and the Mummy 2. Yeah. And again, not a real mummy, just someone pretending to be a mummy to steal from the museum. I mean, there was a real mummy, but it wasn't like walking well, around. Well, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. animated and alive. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like it would have been better if he had just gone to them at the sandwich shop and been like, hey, did any of you kids pick up that coin? The professor's looking for it. And then they mm. would have given him the coin. And then he they totally would have trusted him. Yeah. Yeah. And well, then- he didn't know. I don't think he knew where they went. Remember, he'd already left. And the professor oh, was like, that's true, oh, go yeah. get some sandwiches. So he probably thought they were just leaving because maybe he scared them with his curse story, which was probably his plan to begin with. Yes, and then that's true. It's like, aha. I, I do like, wonder, ah, like, gone. It's got to, I mean, it, he's also really good at making molds of people very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Also, why would he need to bust through the plate glass door? He probably has a key to the museum. Yeah. Maybe to make it more scary and make it look like the mummy left, which oh, then he just the, did the well, glass wrong. You but then, yeah, you should have sweeped the glass into the. Yeah, he did it. He didn't. But then the forensic dudes would have come in and been like, looks like this glass has been swept into the other room. Yeah. Because look, there's shards and there's track marks. But yeah. So, yeah, not a criminal. Although, I mean, the Coolsville police probably aren't that smart. They probably wouldn't figure that out. So. <laughs> I'm guessing this not. is Coolsville. I mean, in a pup named Scooby-Doo, they call the town Coolsville. So I'm guessing this is still Coolsville. I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, uh, they never really say. So I'm going to say it's Coolsville. Cool. Still. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the quality of pay for by being a patreon subscriber thank you <laughs> thank you so much we appreciate it we hope you're enjoying these little like looks back at scooby-doo and yeah we have no problem taking your pity money it's fine commentary it's fine. hey you know what <laughs> this is quality content okay trademark quality content by the way i have to say yeah <laughs> yes all right well join us next time for another episode of scooby-doo where are you we're not going to tell you which one right now because it's in the credits, so why do it twice? Yeah, we're going to say Bye. it here in a minute. Bye. I Want to Rewatch is hosted by Tori and Nick and recorded at Black Cat Studios. Episode production design and editing is by Lazy and Productions. Our music is Dark Science by David Hillowitz, And the truth is what we make of it by the Agrarians. Our premium feed is where you can find all of our X-Files adjacent bonus episodes covering television and films that are, you guessed it, X-Files adjacent. If you like these bonus episodes, tell a friend about our Patreon page. We'd love to have them join us. Speaking of which, be sure to join us next time as we rewatch episode 13 of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Which, which is which? And try to figure out if the, the truth, truth is, is still out there. there. Expression sold, we know no one.
all right, we're getting really not good at these endings. Cool. All right. <laughs> well, you know, we got to slip back and forth. We can't, <laughs> we can't, can't keep the expectations too high. Yeah. I accidentally, oh, I was listening to music while I was waiting for you to come in and I was adjusting my headphone and actually clicked it and this music started blaring in my ear. Oh God. <laughs> still on the pause and play for the headphones. <laughs> oh, that was jarring. Okay.